This show is brought to you by our generous patrons at patreon.com slash falloutlorecast. Robots Radio presents... Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast, a place for the Fallout community to come together to explore the boundaries of our knowledge about the world of Fallout. How's it going, Vault Dwellers? Welcome back to the next episode of the Fallout Lorecast. I am your host, Tom Robots, as always, and welcome to a special episode. We've got another episode, another interview episode where I bring somebody else on and we discuss something together and kind of get to know them as fellow podcasters and find out a little bit about their experiences in Fallout in the game. I have your Rhodes Scholar, Dave Chaffins from the Vault Boys WV on, and we go into a bit about the uh, the game and gr- you know growing up in West Virginia, the setting of Fallout 76 and and getting to know Dave a little bit and some of his background and what got him started on his show and and those kinds of things. I recommend checking out Vault Boys WB if you haven't already. Uh, I go into more about why that is in the next little clip, but um, check them out. Give them a give them a listen. They're one of my favorite Fallout shows, and I think that they might be good for you, too. So. Give them a listen. And then after that uh, interview, we go on with some of the regular stuff for the rest of the episode as usual. So check it out. And I hope you guys enjoy it. If you have any questions about Nuka World, I'd be delighted to answer them. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast. This is your host, Tom or Robots. And today we have a very special episode with another guest. We got some really good feedback on our guest with Duke from Out of the Vault. I have Dave Chaffins from... The Vault Boys WV. Welcome, Dave. How's it going? What is up, my friend? How you doing? Good, good, good. We uh, a little inside baseball. We just got done um, doing a, a episode of your show, whoa, which was super fun. Um, yeah, Vault, Vault Boy with the Vault Boys rolled deep. We rolled deep in that Fallout lore. We've got you covered. Six ways Sunday. You know how it goes. I know how it goes. I know how it goes. And I, I first of all, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. I would highly recommend that my listeners check out you guys because uh, two reasons, two, two things. Most of what I do on my show, as everybody's familiar, is kind of like these little bite-sized Lord nuggets. But what you guys do is you, you bring the people who play the game, and especially people who are playing Fallout 76, into your perspective as uh, you know, living in and growing up in West Virginia and what the actual place is like and how things work in the game and connect to real world situations, real world places sometimes, and Mm. all sorts of really interesting nuggets from that stuff. And you also go over a lot of the gameplay updates and those kinds of things too. But like, that's the part that I find super unique. I think it's such a great idea. You know, if ever they do like a a fallout, well, they're doing fallout Miami. I don't live in Miami, but I live in Florida. If they did like a fallout (laughs) mid Florida, then maybe I could do that. Fallout Ocala. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> but um, but I think that's super cool. Can you can you tell uh, my audience a little bit about how you got started and what made you go that direction? Right. So I had started. I had wanted to just do a podcast um f- for a long time, and I wasn't sure exactly what what I wanted it to be about. And 
I had seen the original like teasers, I guess, for Fallout 76 where they were playing Country Roads. And I was like, oh, they're probably just going to like set it like in the panhandle or something like up near DC so they can still use DC and they're going to do something with that. And it's mm-hmm. going to be like, uh, like it's not going to be really about West Virginia. Um, yeah, you didn't get but, your hopes up. Yeah, but then they did the trailer for that. And in the trailer, every single picture that they were showing, I recognized. And I was like, Oh, cool. Wait a second. I know all this stuff. And then I got to thinking. So my background is um, I'm in geography. And so a lot a lot of what I, what I do is with maps. But my minor in college, which is there's a field of study called Appalachian Studies. And so that covers uh-huh. everything from like your, your, your basics to folk culture to dendrology to... Wow. Um, ecology that sounds so much more interesting than like florida studies i think in my college (laughs) there were i think i knew somebody who was doing like florida and i was like what are you gonna do with a florida studies degree (laughs) like (laughs) what are you gonna do with that but well it's it's unique it's unique in itself because like the the way that uh, that appalachia is created and the problems of the region and the stuff is like very similar across across really the mountain range from really new york all the way down to as, as i had mentioned previously to you down in tallahassee i mean the, the mountain range itself extends and you have these very unique unique people unique culture you have your first like frontiersmen you have these people that really i mean if you're talking about people really from the area that are out living on their own grit outside of government even before like before you had the american colonies and stuff like that well the, wow. not the american colonies really the the american um government that's it <laughs> right 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 yeah um so i had done this study i had spent i had written like essentially a dissertation um that my main project and it's so funny now and it, it it's like it's like it seems like that it, this was really nicely teed up for me so my like final dissertation for my senior project um that i did was about um a, a little park that nobody cared about or really knew about called the cranberry glades <laughs> okay <laughs> and i was talking about how cool that was and it's like oh they've got these cranberries and they've got these man-eating plants and then along comes this game where it's like here is like the blown up version of that and a recreation of the park and a recreation of all this stuff. It's like, wow. Oh, okay. So I, I didn't, I didn't realize that from the trailers, but I had, I had watched that and I was like, okay, so they're doing something here. It might be worth like doing a podcast and just talking about, you know, what they have, you know, what they could be experiencing, just kind of like what ifs. Mm-hmm. And we went through and uh, I was picking out sh- really regions based on pictures I saw or maps that had leaked from that. Um, Danny O'Dwyer did a, a series on like behind the scenes of Fallout 76. Mm-hmm. So I was looking at some of those pictures, looking at some of the stuff. So everything I thought would kind of be true. It ended up being very true. And it's probably, That's cool. it's probably as far as like a video game, the most realized version of any state, like in a game, like you, you're not even going to get that level of detail in, in you know playing fallout 3 like in dc like right. i've yeah. been around dc a bunch i've i've been up there a bunch like, yeah that there's map definitely is stuff convoluted. there's definitely some some uh, you know highlights but for the right. most part 
Yeah. Essentially, they've created, though, in, in 76, this amusement park in West Virginia. And so the more I started to, to like dig into it, I'm like, wait, they have this? They have, like, they make references to Bramwell, which is like a small town behind like they they, they're making all of these very particular references i was like maybe i'm on to something here maybe everything that i've covered is is essentially in the game and so all of our early podcast stuff was before we we had even played the game where we were just talking about our experiences in these different areas and it turns out this you know you get i think they had the event at the greenbrier and people were talking to developers i had a guy on the show who had went to that event he was talking to this developer he was like yeah i spent three months taking pictures and touring West Virginia. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, wow. Like this guy went on like the garden tours in each neighborhood. Like he he really had something going on. So I was like, maybe maybe they really realized the state. And game came out and it turns out that almost every location in the game outside of like some like every location like the crash is space a real, station. Right, There's not is really a, a crash space station, right? Right. <laughs> there's there's no I I can't well now out there in the in the radio silence zone out there's a telescope I don't know but oh, mm. um and of course you Field know trip. in Flatwoods in, in Flatwoods where the monster landed you know it could be could have been a crashed space station but that's all covered up by now yeah. but when I came out I was like oh my god this is crazy every single location is inspired by something like. That, that we've experienced that we have even like minor stuff like burning mines or you know wow. this particular company or notes to this like they're like in the governor's office you go to his desk and the desk name is called the white spring desk and you're like why is there a white spring desk in here well hmm. it's because in real life the governor of west virginia at this time owns the Greenbrier, which is what the wife spring like hotel in the game is directly based off of which mm -hmm. it's it's funny because all the the videos that came out when it first came out were all of like recreations of the interior and they literally did recreate the interior you could navigate yourself in the hotel oh, just geez. by your experience on fallout 76 yeah it's a very specific layout yeah um, yeah it doesn't feel video gamey it feels like mm -hmm. a real space so I got together with a buddy of mine um, who is, uh, is a journalist, a photographer, um, has grown up, has real love for the state. And we decided we wanted to do a, kind of a podcast. Um, it's the easiest way of, for us, you know, we're not video editors. We're not this or that. And so we thought, okay, let's just sit down and let's have a conversation about that. And so I think people... There's <laughs> at first we didn't have a good structure for the show. Then we got maybe too structured. We realized that, you know, part of the show is just our, our friendship that we've had for years. And I think mm -hmm. that's important because when I, when I had moved back to West Virginia, um, yeah, I was in a, I was in, I live in Charleston, West Virginia, which is obviously on the map, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. obviously inspired. Um, but when I moved back here, a lot of my neighbors and stuff were taking care of me. And I realized that like being an Appalachian and being West Virginian is experiencing that kind of like friendship and that experience and making people feel a part of the family. And so we generally run a little bit looser with our shows just because it's all about, it's all about friendship and it's about all about having that connection and, and talking to people and knowing their stories. So Yeah, that's really cool. I like how, how you kind of connect all that together and, and it, it, creates a foundation for you know a very unique thing that is mm -hmm. something that you guys probably 
nobody else is going to, you know, imitate. Like no, I I would be very surprised if somebody, if somebody imitated exactly what we were doing. Yeah, there's no way. I mean, you you could easily do like a chat show about a video game, but your right. spin on it is so very specific. Right. And um, so it's fun. It's fun to come out and interact with not only other people that are doing stuff, but even uh, other people doing Fallout stuff, because it's like everybody in this community, like is feel like it's, it's growing so much and everybody's filling these, these specific roles. And it's like one of the most, even in just like, you just take the podcast. It's one of the most well covered game series out of really any game series right now. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of good content out there. Yep, for sure. Yeah, totally. So I've got this, uh, this other question for you because yes. um, I, I highly recommend if, if you're listening to the show right now and, and want to know more about some of the specific locations and things like that, go listen back through their episodes. Yeah, so we've um, got all kinds of stuff with... We, we cover the mansions in Bramwell, West Virginia. We've got a bunch of stuff on the Mothman. We can't stop talking about the Mothman. The Mothman, yeah. I, I literally last weekend was out in the rain taking a picture with the Mothman statue. I tried to post some of that stuff. I saw that. I saw yeah. that on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, so it, my, my advice is if you are interested in that stuff, go back and listen to those episodes. But uh, what I wanted to throw your way for our little chat is mm-hmm. I'm sure they haven't covered everything. Right. And we know with this roadmap that they're going to be expanding the content mm-hmm. and they plan to for the next few years. That, that's the, the whole message was like, we're going to keep working on this guys. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be here. Right. Right. If they were to expand out the content, like expand out the map, mm-hmm. what would you want them to cover? Is there a specific location that isn't really hit on? Is there is there a theme? Is there is there something in that community that you're like, oh, it would be really neat if they went into this? I think a lot of people can think of things, and I just from from where I'm at, a lot of people are like, oh, why isn't? For example, Huntington is a city in West Virginia that's fairly popular. If you're familiar with any of the McElroy brothers, they do yeah, a bunch yeah, of podcasts. Totally. They're totally, yeah. all... Ever since the very first episode of My Brother, my... I've been, yeah. you know, I've, I've, those guys are great for sure. They're all from Huntington and right. like my, my coworkers went to high school with them and stuff like that. Like uh, Huntington's a big city um, and it's not included in the game, but I really don't think that they're going to do much else in West Virginia. I think what they're going to focus on is I think they're going to focus on Appalachia. So mm-hmm. I think you're going to have quests that are like coming out to expand on some of the mysteries already within the area. I know that in this update, they're starting to go over Sheep Squatch with your tune. Not familiar about yeah. Sheep Squatch. You should, um, uh, we're going to do an episode on that here soon, but you should also go online and look up a video about, um, just look up uh, the Sheep Squatch peed on me. That's always <laughs> an excellent video. Um, it's from one of those like Discovery Channel monster hunting mountain monsters. That's, that's oh, that's great. Show. That's um, great. So you're you're going to have stuff like Sheep Squatch, um, which is from, apparently where what what, like county and stuff i'm in it's been sightings of that you're gonna have like some of these extra mysteries kind of pushed out you're gonna figure out more about i think the mole miners and stuff because there's really not that much we know about them um so i think they're gonna start by kind of expanding on what they have there Mm -hmm. if we're talking about the map itself yeah um, yeah like is there a location is there somewhere that you know like like a huntington or somewhere else in appalachia that's you know i've mentioned i've mentioned three things um, three separate things that I think that they could do, um, and and this is obviously you know sh- shooting at the board. But if you're talking about Appalachia, the particulars of like central, like the very core of Appalachia is West Virginia. West Virginia, 100 of West Virginia is in Appalachia, but also mm-hmm. Eastern Kentucky, Southwest Virginia, and Western Pennsylvania. So for each 
three of those. Southwest Virginia um, is, still has that coal mining community. It has more farms. Um, has a lot more stuff going down on there. So there could be... There's locations south, and you, this would be expanding south of the map. Um, right. Where you're talking about Roanoke, you're talking about Bristol. There's a NASCAR culture through there. There's obviously a farming culture, and so you could add in livestock to the game. Um, yeah, Roanoke has its own um, like interesting... I don't know, history, mysteries and things like that, right? Yes. And then you've got Virginia Tech down there, which is they tend to directly compete with the VMI. So if you wanted, Mm. if you were about reusing assets, you could probably think of a reason to put synths. um, Yeah. Yeah. Or or you've got like Vault Tech University. What if they were in competition with West Tech University. <laughs> yeah, you could do that. Uh, you, you could have some sort of like school or something. But the architecture there is very different. It's all made of this like particular limestone, and it looks like it's like neo gothic. I would call it almost. Mm-hmm. They probably have some official term for it, but it looks like a location that they would want to recreate and fall out. The to move on mm-hmm. Eastern Kentucky, you have the Bourbon Trail out there. You have Louisville. You have Lexington, and I think one of the things that they would add is they would add horses. Um, so mounts and MMOs are oh, kind of a yeah, big yeah. deal. I, yeah. I would figure that if they wanted to expand it out there, they could add in an update that essentially gives you what you would what would be because we've never seen like a mutated horse right. fall out. Yeah. So yeah, and like, is it huge and big enough to ride on with power armor? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, an an hour outside of Morgantown is Pittsburgh. Um, And so I see them being able to revisit the pit and and that Mm. surrounding area. Um, I think uh, obviously you could speculate as to what they're going, what what they're happening with that. And I wouldn't even put it past them to go, I guess, east of Harper's Ferry and revisit DC um, just because of what their development is like for Elder Scrolls Online where they have yeah. literally recreated Morrowind in Elder Scrolls Hotline. Um, right. I, I think they're not past that to bring in people to play the game. Yeah, no, that's uh, that all seems like smart potential ideas. Yeah, I'm a so big my fan answer, of... My answer is north, south, east, and west. <laughs> <laughs> just every direction. Yeah, yes. I'm a big fan of what they've done with um, Elder Scrolls Online and that's that's another game I've been playing a lot of Mm-hmm. And just the, you know, I bounced off it really early on, but so much of what they've expanded, even with the way the storylines play out in the different locations, mm-hmm. um, it's super interesting to me, especially even from like a lore perspective. But, you know, surprise, the lore guy's interested in the lore. In the lore. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Cool. Um, uh, do you have a minute to discuss like what got you into Fallout in general? And yeah, like, sure. And like, mm-hmm. where did you start with the series and how did you really get into so I'm, I'm very similar to you, Tom, where I started with Fallout 3 um, and I played that and it's like I had played that around the same time I was like doing school trips to D.C. And so I was very familiar with that mall area and I was like, this is so cool. It's like I'm playing this video game in uh-huh. this real life location and that felt so interesting to me. And I was like, oh man, I wonder where I can go. I wonder what I can, what I can find and what I do. And so I... I really liked that. I liked how they did the dialogue and everything in the game. I, I connected with that style. Um, I, I like New Vegas. Um, I played that for a while. Um, I like the gambling aspect. Any game that you can put in blackjack and poker in, I'm uh-huh. gonna play that. So, like, if I, when I was like playing Red Dead, that's all I would do is I would just go to the poker tables and try to win. <laughs> <laughs> like you put that in there. I'm gonna play it. Maybe that's the update that they do for Fallout. So they they right. put in poker for. 
<laughs> yeah, that's like me and Gwent. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yes, hundred percent. Um, so I got I started with that. I played those for a while, and then I got more interested in the Elder Scrolls, and I played Oblivion. I played, then I went into um, Morrowind. So I did Oblivion, then Morrowind, and then I did Skyrim. Okay, yeah. And then obviously I was excited for Fallout Four. Um, Fallout Four came out it came out the same year as Metal Gear Solid Five, which I was big into. I ran a Reddit community for Metal Gear Solid Five for a few. Man, were they both at the same time? Holy crap! Yeah, it, it, yeah. it was. It was like I think Metal Gear came out in September, and then that came out in November. Um, so it was a packed oh. year, um, and I I really enjoyed Fallout Four. Um, it kind of got into the survival mode with that and i really like that and i hadn't really played survival games that much except i didn't realize it but minecraft was a survival game yeah kind of yeah yeah and so in college like the before it was owned by microsoft before it really got its fame me and my buddies would we had this like private server where it could only you're not going to believe this, but we had a private server where you could only have about 24 people in there. For every person, you could only build in this particular area that you delineated yourself on the grid of the map, <laughs> um, and you like it was kind of like free roam. Like you all could get together and do something. A lot of the times, we attacked each other's like faction bases that we had, um, and we so we all kind of started out together, and then there were like factions that formed and. And there was different stuff and so about like within like two hours of playing fallout 76 i was like oh, okay uh-huh. i get it now i'm I, i'm with it this is this is the game that i'm playing now <laughs> <laughs> nice nice so it was it was almost kind of like it was okay you know the reviews that came out weren't that great they weren't necessarily what what i think anybody particularly expected unless you were really like on the line for it um Mm -hmm. but for me that was like i mean this is my fallout game it's like it has all that survival elements that i like for or from playing it on the survival difficulty which was like you had to eat you had to drink you had to sleep you had to do this everything was harder you had to really plan everything was much more tense in the beginning of the game it's incredibly hard and then it gets much easier as you go through so for me that's what really made me enjoy the gameplay, like the moment to moment of it. Um, right. So for me, Fallout 76, not only, you know, from something, a, a state and a region that I'm very familiar with, it was also the gameplay itself was something that I liked, which so it's kind of like really teed up for me at this point. <laughs> yeah. No, that's it's like, thank you for making this for me. For me. Yes. You made this for me. Thank Just you. I have all these suggestions. It's like, maybe they're secretly listening to me. Maybe, well, maybe, maybe they'll hire you and you can just work on it. No, <laughs> that, that's, 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 that's part of it. Part of it. <laughs> well, if if you're cool. out there, my, my resume is online. I'm on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, I've I've made jokes on my show about like, you know, I really like this lore stuff. And if anyone's listening and you happen to need somebody to work in your game development stuff who has a background in philosophy and world religions and <laughs> fantasy stuff, give me a call. Talk to my agent. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to get an agent, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got um, one more question before before I, I let you off into the world. Okay. Um, 
So from a lore perspective, because we have to pull this all back back around to lore, because this is the lore cast. Mm-hmm. Is there is there a story element or a, a like a, a piece of lore that you you really latch onto that you identify the most with in the games from from like not necessarily the West Virginia part of it, but like mm-hmm. the Fallout part, like a certain faction, a a story event, a something that like. I don't know. It was key in triggering and making you go, Oh, this is great. This is amazing. This is, I want more of this. Give me more of this. Mm. I think a, a quick answer and kind of a, a low hanging one would be the, um, the responders in Fallout 76, like an actual faction based off of like what would happen, like if a real apocalypse occurred. Oh, like yeah. You would like your, your um, Red Cross would be out there. Like they would, your paramedics would be out there. Your police mm-hmm. officers would still have work to do. Your firemen would still have work to do. And just kind of like that lore and history combining together to make something that's organic. Like that really connected with me is because it's like, you know, of, of volunteering with different groups or with doing something, you know, in the community. You kind of have to band together. And even if the government goes away or something happens, like you still got to have some place to. To belong and to be a part of, so yeah, that I, makes I feel a lot like, of sense. Yeah, I feel like that it's in it's probably my favorite faction overall of of any of the factions that created. It. It's felt the most organic to me. Yeah, and you know, from from uh, from a bigger perspective, we get so much in those other games of like the terribleness of a post apocalyptic world and mm-hmm. desperate people banding together and creating these like you know raider groups and people who are willing to do terrible things at whatever cost mm-hmm. but something like the responders is more of what like the good people of the world would probably end up doing you would have people banding together to help each other to really get through the the terrible trauma and from a personal standpoint um living in florida i have some family that went through the hurricane mm-hmm. this last year and in fact uh I won't go into specifics, but a very close family member of mine lost their house. The, the ceiling in the house actually was blown off while they and their family were in the house. Mm-hmm. And uh, just watching the community come together around that uh, is, you know, just the, the nature of like, there was a, one of the best stories is there was this old guy in a pickup truck with a chainsaw that went around the next day. And um, some of my family members were trying to clear off some of the debris, trying to get off the road because the roads were just covered with trees and branches and things. And this guy p- pulls up from out of nowhere, big old pickup truck with big old tires, chainsaw, chops up a tree in the middle of the road, hauls it out of the way and goes, there you go. And then he just heads off to go help out anybody else because he had a vehicle that could still get around and drive over things and had a chainsaw. And he looked like one of those, you know, like ex-military dudes who just like, it's just out there to help everyone else, you know? And like yeah. that, that perspective of like, there would be those people, whether they right. were part of, you know, like the police or the firefighters or just good Samaritans who want to get out there and make a difference. And right. Help the brotherhood people. of steel is very specific. The, yes. <laughs> the responders are more, I think organic. So yeah. That's, yeah. What, that's I, what I connect with. Yeah. That feels, it feels more real. Like that's part of what would really happen. That's, that's very cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, if people want to get a hold of you, other than listening to Vault Boys WV, where should they, where should they find you? Right. So Vault Boys WV on all podcasting services. Um, we moved over from SoundCloud to Anchor, so we're now on everything. Um, you can follow us 
on Twitter at Vault Boys Pod, at Instagram at Vault Boys WV Podcast. And you can, I, I post musings and stuff uh, from my own personal stuff. I try to keep the, the Twitter and stuff mostly Fallout, even though it's me. It's 100% not like it's, it's not buttoned up. It's just it's me talking about Fallout. Um, right. But on my own personal Twitter, I do, I talk about whatever at uh, Chafins, which is C H A F F I N Triple Z. So awesome. that's where you can find me. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for guesting on the show. Well, thank you for having me, Tom. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Vault Dwellers. We'll move on to the next segment. Cultural database accessed. Quoting New England poet Robert Frost. Freedom lies in being bold. Why don't we ask the newcomer? You support the news? So I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. That was so much fun talking with Dave. And I go on and guest on his show, which I believe releases this week as well. So if you want to hear some more of us chatting about our thoughts about Fallout and the games and actually go into some things that I haven't talked about uh, on this show from my perspective. So you might you might get a kick out of that as well. So go look them up. Vault Boys WV. Uh, they're on every podcatcher out there. I would be surprised if, if you guys aren't already listening to them, if you're already listening to multiple Fallout shows, but go check them out. See what you think. Um, tell me tell me what you think about the interview and uh, let me know what you think about episodes like this, because if you enjoy bringing on other guests and kind of getting their perspectives on certain topics and things, then I'm all for it. I, I think expanding out the content of the show to include other people uh, could be very useful because then it's not just my perspective on things. So, so anyway, so this week on uh, what's new in Fallout 76 and in the news and in the world of the game and that kind of thing, Derek hasn't made too much more of <laughs> progress finding his mountain mama, but Dave gave me some really great insight on their show about what exactly a mountain mama is. So you should go go check that out because I think that gives me some ideas for what's going to happen with Derek. In other news, they're releasing soon the first of a series of of their roadmap I, I don't know if it's technically the first but the next let's say in the in the roadmap series where you get to distill and create your own alcohol and i think i think that this might be a turning point for for our our buddy derek because you know you guys know derek he's a good good clean boy he doesn't drink alcohol himself but he sells it and he sells it to the Vendertrons. So I think he might set up a still and this might be his opportunity to make some extra caps, which might, you know, might might lead him down a dark path. We're just going to have to see how that goes for, for poor Derek. The world is, is dark and dangerous. It might get, it might get rough for him out there. So <laughs> I'm excited to see where that goes. And then in other news on the store, on the Fallout 76 store right now, they're having this huge sale where they're putting a bunch of stuff on discount and according to the news, according to what they're saying, those things are going to go away forever. So it'll be your last chance to grab a lot of really cool items, especially uh, clothing sets and hats and all sorts of other fun stuff. So I highly recommend, I mean, I make lots of recommendations, don't I? I think I just get excited about things and then I want other people to enjoy them too. So if you've got some atoms burning a hole in your pocket, which is kind of a weird thing to think about it, it like actual atoms burning it'd be very very tiny holes i guess um <laughs> go check out the atom shop and remember that you can you can jump back in the game and grind for atoms as well you don't have to spend any real world money on that stuff if you if you take the the time to go you know 
dig up, <laughs> dig up the atoms on your own through uh, achievements and unlocking them in game. So, uh, so go check that out. And if you pick up anything cool and have any cool screenshots, I'd love to see them on the Twitter. Uh, speaking of the Twitter, we're going to do something fun here. I've got a great fun idea. We have, so internally, I've, I've been doing a lot of work. I've got a, a website up now, robotsradio.net, relaunched robotsradio.net. It's in the process of being revised, so it doesn't have the SSL certificate yet. Uh, so it's HTTP instead of HTTPS, if you understand what that means. It means that you might get a warning when you go to the site. Don't worry, it's there's it's fine. Um, but it's not done yet. I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's going through initial design and growth. It's live if you want to go look at it, but chances are you guys don't need to go there because you already listened to the show. So, um, so in news for stuff I'm doing that is launched. I'm excited about that. I've got a, uh, t-shirt store up at, on the Teespring site. You can get to that through robotsradio.net If you click on the store link, um, I'm gonna have to put links for that in other places too, just so people can <laughs> know where to go to, to see that. Uh, but it, I designed some t-shirts with the logos of the shows. I revised the logos to make sure that I wasn't infringing on any trademark stuff because, you know, I, no, nobody wants to deal with that. Uh, and I think actually they came out better than they were before. So go check that out. If you're interested in getting a shirt, then they are currently on sale. I initially did a sale this weekend. I've extended it to Friday. So if you were listening to this episode before Friday and you want to pick up a shirt and get $5 off, you can use the code Lorecast in the store, get five bucks off, off whatever shirt you want. Actually, whatever item you want all together, uh, all together, you could get a, um, a phone case. I think there's phone cases on there for iPhones and, uh, Android phones, both. And you get, there's lots of colors. You can pick out all the different colors, different types of shirts. There's, there's even like premium shirts for men and women that come in like nicer material that are only a few bucks more. So go check that out. I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to check it out there or just go to robotsradio.net and click on store to see it there. But I was thinking it would be super fun to give, do a giveaway. So this week, before the next episode of this show comes out, I will be giving away one shirt of your choice, whatever logo you want, whatever color you want, um, regular style shirt, to one lucky winner I will choose at random from retweeting about this show or about the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. You can you can do either. You can do both. That's fine. And you can only do one per show per day. And here's what you do. Go on Twitter. Make sure you have a Twitter account. If you don't have a Twitter account, make sure that you do. Uh, follow this show or Elder Scrolls Lorecast. So follow at Fallout Lorecast or at ESO Lorecast on Twitter. And all you have to do is super simple. Just make a recommendation to check out the show. That's it. That's all you have to do. Just say something nice about the show. Why you think the people who follow you on, on Twitter should check it out and make sure to include at fallout Lorecast or at ESO Lorecast, depending on which show you're recommending and the hashtag Lorecast. That's it. So to, to sum that up one tweet a day for each show is is allowed if you do more than that and i draw you then you're going to be disqualified so you can't spam it so one tweet a day for each show say something nice about the show why you think other people should check it out and include 
at mention the show at fallout lorecast or at eso lorecast and the hashtag lorecast that's it that's it it's that simple and you can enter every day for both shows you could recommend both shows every day if you wanted to and if you win i will draw a winner before i put out this show next week during the weekly show and uh i will probably even do it you know what i'm going to do i'm going to try and do it tuesday night during the stream when I'm streaming uh, at twitch.tv slash fallout lorecast. So if you want to be there for the drawing itself, I will do that live um, Tuesday night after 9 p.m. Eastern uh, on live stream. Pick a winner. If you happen to be in in the channel right then, you can be like, it's me, it's me. And then we'll set it up. Um, And if you are drawn as the winner randomly, then you just have to let me know where to ship the shirt and which shirt you want. And I will send you a free shirt and... There you go. And if this goes well and you guys really enjoy this, then we might just have to do it again next week. So it depends on the response we get. If it's a few people who are just like, hey, I'm sharing the thing, then eh, it's all right. Well, somebody is still going to win. But if there's a big response and you guys are all trying hard to get a free shirt, then it would totally be worth it to me to to do this again and maybe keep doing it in order to get out a bunch of uh, give out a bunch of free shirts to you guys for being so awesome. So that's what I want to do. That's the plan. Uh, so if you're not on Twitter, get on Twitter, friend me up, uh, follow me at at fallout lorecast or at ESO lorecast, or even at robots underscore radio, I think is the, the main one. I'm going to have to change that though. Cause I think there might be zeros in robots. All right. So I've, I've rambled on enough. Let's move on to the next section of the show because I've got some really great news. Hello there, old chap. Good to see another of General Atomic's finest still eager to serve. Let's get the other bit of politeness taken care of, shall we? What the bloody, bloody, bloody hell are you doing here? You people are crazy. So this might, this might just blow your mind because you guys are freaking awesome. Have I said that before? Have I, have I mentioned how awesome you guys are? Because every week I am just more and more floored by the the response that I'm getting to these shows. And it just makes me want to keep producing them more and getting more and more out there. So thank you so much. Um, only about a week ago, I launched it's been a week has been, it's been, feels like it's been a long week, a week and a half, two weeks. Maybe I launched the Patreon, uh, account for fallout Lorecast, and thought, you know what? Maybe some people will sign up. Well, you know what? We have four patrons already Four four of you out there are like, you know what? I want to support this with my hard earned cash, which just floors me. I, that is such a, a big compliment. I know it takes a lot for me to love a podcast or love a show or something like that enough to, to donate my hard earned money for it, uh, to it. I, I've, you know, I do it a few times, but it's only like my favorites of the favorites. And if you're anything like me, that is a huge compliment. So thank you so much. Um, in coming in at the two tiers where at least the second tier and up, you get a call out on the show. And we have a new second tier, uh, Mr. Handy, Vault 45 Show. Thank you so much, Vault 45 Show, for your patronage. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And then we also have a Robo Brain, which is the third tier, uh, and that is Heather B. 
Thank you so much, Heather. Uh, Heather actually is somebody who used to support a previous show that I did um, and and Twitch streams and those, those kind of things. And, and it's really just an old friend. And it's so nice to have reconnected with you and to see you on the stream and chat and see pictures of your dogs that, or your dog, your new uh, younger dog. Um, it's so nice to catch up over the years. I really, I really appreciate that. So thank you so much to both of you. And thank you also to the other two who subbed at the $1 level. That is also highly, highly appreciated. I, you should have gotten your thank you notes and everybody who subscribes on Patreon gets into the Patreon section of the discord channel. And more and more of you guys are popping into the discord channel and and chatting in there. So, um, so thank you so much for that. I I'm sorry if I can't pop in as much during the daytime when I'm at work, getting other stuff done, but I always try to make sure that I check in the evenings. So if I don't get back to you right away, uh, and you've got something that you were asking me specifically, I will always try to get back to you by the end of the day. So thank you so much for that. Now let's move on to reviews and, Again, you guys, you guys are nuts. You guys are crazy. I I read a whole bunch of them last week and I've got a whole list of them again to read right now. So I'm just going to burn through these and try to try to get through them. But you keep on, you guys are, these get just get better and better. So we have division order. Uh, in the U.S., who writes, always waiting for the next episode. I have been a pretty big fan of the Fallout series since I first played Fallout 3. I find the universe that Black Isle created and now being developed by this Bethesda to be fascinating and fun. Unfortunately, I do not have the time to read every terminal, note, letter, nor do I have the time to look up every wiki article to find more information on various factions, events, or characters. Luckily for me, I stumbled across the Fallout Lorecast. Host Tom Robots does such a great job on the research and presentation for each topic that each episode is enjoyable and easy to listen to. And in the event, I want to dive a little deeper. He cites where he found the information. So if you were looking for a great source for Fallout lore, look no further than Robots Radio's Fallout Lorecast. Thank you so much, Division Order. That is that is a very comprehensive review. I think that's, that's going to help people understand exactly what the show is. And you probably said it better than I could. So thank you so much. And then we have a review from New Zealand from QKCHKNZ, which I think is pronounced. Uh, and they write Fallout, our best Fallout podcast. If you are a Fallout fan like myself, this is the podcast for you. I have only joined the Fallout series since Fallout 4 and find this podcast really informative on lore for all of the Fallout series. Keep up the great work as I always look forward to the weekly podcast. Thank you so much. And if I'm not pronouncing your name right, please write in and tell me the proper pronunciation because I think I nailed it. I'm pretty sure I nailed it. And then we have another one from the U.S. Uh, J.D. Chins writes in and says, love the show or writes the review and says, love the show. I discovered this show while listening to the episode of that fallout show where robots was a guest. Yes, that was super fun. Those guys are great. And they're going to, they're going to be on this show sometime in the future. Things I mentioned that before, but things got a little bit pushed out for them, but I'm definitely going to get them on the show. And we're definitely going to talk robots with those guys. Uh, and then he goes on and says, I really love the lore of the four fallout universe. And this show covers all of that. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much. JD chins. Then Lotus OD, who is one of, you might recognize uh, Lotus of, of Doom. He is one of the hosts of the Tales of Tamriel podcast about the Elder Scrolls. Uh, super cool dude. He posts some great stuff on Twitter. Uh, we follow each other and he's been very, very complimentary about these shows. And Lotus of Doom writes, much needed addition to the Fallout world. 
Much like the sister podcast, Elder Scrolls Lorecast, run by robots, this is a great way to get focused lore of the series in specific topics. I'm less informed of the lore to Fallout, though I'm a longtime player of the series, so this is a fantastic addition to my podcast feed, Lotus of Doom. Thank you so much, Lotus of Doom. I, I appreciate what you guys do on your show all the time. It's another one of those shows that I have to listen to every week. And uh, thank you so much. I just, I, I'm trying to come up with something funny to say, but it just means a lot to hear from another podcaster that you think I'm doing a good job. So thank you so much. And then we have Duke guy 22 from the U S who writes the green, the great green jewel of podcasts. That's super interesting because the logo's green. I wonder if that's what that means. Um, <laughs> with such a busy schedule as a working college student, I rarely have time to play games anymore. Fallout has always held a special place in my heart. And with this podcast, I can enjoy the lore while still going on my going about my day. His voice is soothing. Thank you very much to listen to. And, <laughs> and if I could take that too far, that would be great. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast. And he tells, <laughs> uh, you can tell he takes time to learn every detail about every topic discussed. Thank you for continuing to feed my Fallout addiction. Thank you, Duke Guy, for, uh, you probably go to Duke. That's, is that where you go to school? Um, so con- good luck with school and thank you for taking the time to listen to the show and to write a review while you have such a busy schedule. That's so nice of you. So thanks to everybody. You guys are amazing. All the patrons, all the reviews. I just, I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. So I'm just not going to go on more and more about that. But if you would like to drop a review, please do so on iTunes. If you want to uh, help fund the show, patreon.com slash fallout lorecast is where you can do that. If you want to help fund the show through buying cool items in the store, go to robotsradio.net. Check that out. Um, but thank you so, so much. If you want to get a hold of me, you guys know where to go at Fallout Lorecast on Twitter or Fallout Lorecast at gmail.com. Shoot me a note. I'm always happy to hear from you and always love reading what you guys say, especially if it has to do with some sort of Fallout lore. And next week, we will be back on the regular cart of digging into the Fallout lore stuff uh, solo, you know, solo episode at about a specific topic. So, uh, so get ready for that. We're going to get back on that train and until then tell your mountain mama you love her and give her give her a big hug real big one real like gushy squeezy big big good old hug see you guys thanks for listening to the fallout lorecast all sounds and music are owned by bethesda softworks and no copyright infringement is intended if you have something you'd like to contribute to the show, please contact us at falloutlorecast at gmail.com or follow us and post some messages to us on Twitter at falloutlorecast. And if you'd like to support the show, tell a friend or check out the rewards you can get for becoming a patron at patreon.com slash falloutlorecast. I really appreciate you listening and I'd love to hear from you soon. 